It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Rising new alt rockers from the band Late Night Episode and Andy B. Soul folk music from a master. Stay tuned, it's Music Friday Live. Catch him in this linen net. Keep on so I don't forget. It's Music Friday Live, brought to you by World Arts, a global platform for musicians, fans, and the music industry, and by MySanFelipeVacation.com, your source for a great getaway on the Sea of Cortez. I'm your host, Patrick O'Heffernan. This is your show. These bands are here to talk with you, so you can call in, 347-215-7511, or you can email us. You email us at MusicFridayLive at gmail.com. And I want to say welcome to our listeners on the CyberStationUSA.com network and their radio affiliates uh, out the East Coast who will be hearing us later tonight. And also to everybody listening to us on Stitcher or iTunes or on the Artistic Network, Artistic Echoes Network in London, who will be listening to us tomorrow morning. So if you're listening live and have questions or comments, call us or email us. If you're listening on a podcast or a rebroadcast or in one of our East Coast stations, go ahead and email your questions to musicfridaylive at gmail.com and we'll forward your questions to our guests so they can reply directly to you. Well, you know, I'm kind of not sure how to categorize our first guest, uh, the band Late Night Episode, except to put them in the category of really, really damn good music. Uh, I guess it's alt rock but there's a lot more to their music than the term implies. It's a sound that's kind of bigger and fuller and more satisfying than just alt rock. Billboard calls it rowdy rock. Others have compared their music to the music of bands like the Kings of Leon. Uh, their sound has also been called nostalgic. So, you know, go figure. Uh, I guess it's, we're just going to have to uh, call it late night episode rock. It's own very, very good thing. They signed a, a Dirty Canvas, uh, they signed with the Dirty Canvas label in, the, in late 2016, and they're now giving us a peek at their forthcoming EP with a new video for the single Golden Age. We're going to play that song a, a little later, along with some of their other singles. But here are lead singer Daniel Lawner and guitarist Eric Sherman. Hi, guys. Welcome. How's it going? Thank you for having us. It's going really well, and uh, welcome to Los Angeles. Now, first of all, uh, let's let's sort your voices out. Eric, say hi to everybody. Hey, everyone. It's Eric. Okay, that's Eric. Okay, now, Daniel, you say hi to everybody. What's up, everybody? It's Daniel. Okay, you can tell the difference between their voices there. Well, you're in L.A. You played in the Peppermint Lounge last night, and um, I understand it was a great show, lots of energy there. And let me say... You lucked out. The World Series Dodgers had a travel day yesterday, so you didn't have to compete with that. And the heat wave is about over, so you had a good day. Is this your first oh, time yeah. in, that, you, uh, in, that you've played in L.A.? Yeah, it's my first time playing uh, a concert in L.A. It's, it was this one of one. It was uh, a fantastic experience. Well, it sounds like you're, you're one for one, <laughs> okay? All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I, I guess you, I guess you know that this is the largest and most competitive market for music in the country and possibly the world. But with a sound like yours, I, I, I think you're going to be able to catch on. Uh, and I want to give our our audience a sample of what we're talking about here. This is the music from your video, Golden Age. Can I take a photograph? 
Now that that that's what I mean when I say your music is beyond alt rock. Uh, the intro is funk, the chorus is anthem. There's some really clever little guitar accents that that frame the chorus. Uh, the drumming is stripped down. Uh, your vocal tunings are pop, and the whole thing is addictive. Now, how do you put something <laughs> that sophisticated together and make it sound so simple and easy? I think it's about uh, the process. It really was pretty simple and easy. Um, just we just sat down, and you know, I, I had that little lick and. Within a couple minutes, uh, Brett uh, laid down the drum beat with uh, in our in our studio, which just had like one or two mics up, and that's ended up being the final drum take. Uh, and then Lana already had the chorus written out in a notebook, and you know, within an hour or two, we kind of had the whole the whole thing as you as you hear it. You did that in an hour or two. Congratulations! Wow. Thank I'm you. Impressed. Yeah, that's how we like to. We like to do most of our stuff uh, quick. We like to make sure the inspiration does not not go away, not fleeting. Get it out and get it done. Oh, okay. Well, let, let me focus exactly. for a minute on the production there, because I know you guys are also producers as well as musicians. Between the first verse and the first chorus, or maybe it's a bridge, but I think it's a chorus, you tell me, you tell me, there's a three-note guitar chord that kind of sets up the chorus. And, and it doesn't need to be there, but it perfectly amplifies both the verse and the chorus. It sort of puts a period on one and capitalizes the first letter of the other. And there's lots of other little details like that through the song. Do you add those in after everything else is recorded, or do you just sort of stick them in as you go along? Eric, um, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't even know that chord. Yeah, where exactly? I'm, 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 I'm lost. Is, I didn't even, uh, even know about it. Yeah, hey, I've been, I've been putting chords in for years, man. Um, You're going to have to go back and listen. Yeah. Uh, it's right after the yeah, the, no. the, uh, the first verse. It's D-D-D. And then you move right on into the, the chorus there. Well, you have oh, to you go back the, and listen to it. Like the, the, the two notes or the... Yeah. Uh, most of, yeah, yeah. Um, that was just uh, on the on the fly type type of thing. Um, sometimes we do. I mean, there's obviously like a lot of guitar overdubs in the chorus that you know we sat down and we kind of think how do we how do we beef up the chorus and how do we add another texture to. Um, but what you're talking about is kind of just you know just something that I hear in my head and I I don't really notice. I'm doing it. it just it just feels right in the same way that you know sometimes Lana just goes sleeping to the all day staying up all night, night. <laughs> the mark of a true artist all right well you know the, the funk in there doesn't surprise me because I know you you produced uh Topaz Jones's uh, funk, uh soul funk record arcade um does yeah. anybody in the, the the band come from a funk background um I'd say I I well, I'd say like we all like kind of like '90s rock that's inspired by funk, so we're really into the Red Hot Chili Peppers, um, and they obviously have a really funky bassist, and I tend to think that we have a really funky bassist too. Um, you do, and a funky rhythm, a, fu- a funky rhythm section just in general. Um, so uh, I'd say you know we all kind of have an appreciation for, for funk music and. Uh, Topaz really especially has an appreciation for funk music. So specifically doing those records, we I learned a lot just by, you know, kind of understanding what he wanted to do with the records. Um, and he played me a lot of music. Um, so, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, it, it worked. It works both in, in that album, too, and also in uh, in your music. Well, I want to play another song of yours. That kind of moves yeah. in a different direction. This is swim. Like it ain't love. 
Now, that was Swim, and it, it doesn't have that forward funk bass line and, and high-tuned snare hits, but the drums keep a nice downbeat, and the guitar provides sort of an itchy funk texture to it. Uh, Eric, did you intend the rhythm guitar to evoke kind of a funky uh, texture there, or am I hearing things? Oh, no, definitely, definitely. Um, I actually recently was looking through my phone and voice notes and I found the original riff, um, like the first time I ever played it, and it was actually a lot longer, and it changed a lot more, um, so I, I definitely simplified it to kind of keep it, a, like, give it more of like a funky vibe where, you know, the, the, the chords don't change too much. It's only three chords, um, yeah. which I feel like a lot of great funk songs, even on guitar, it's just one chord just holding down something. Um, but I really love the way the bass and the guitar, they feel like the same they're just really lo- it's all locked in and it just gives a yeah, good palette yeah. for Lauder to, to do his thing over. Um, Daniel, uh, Smith seems to kind of de-emphasize melody. The, the, the lyrics are more spoken or even kind of rapped and you play around with the sounds of the vocals. Um, do, you seem to enjoy playing with your voice electronically. Uh, am I right in that? What do you, uh, what do you mean electronically? Like, or maybe it's not. Like, Go ahead. No, I mean, most of it's just uh, sung and, and pretty minimally edited. So I, I come uh-huh. from like a hip hop background, though. So I have a lot mm-hmm. of like, I, I listened to a lot of rap music when I was little. So a lot of the flows are kind of like biting off of hip hop rhythms. And um, and I actually, when we made this song, I didn't really know how to sing. So maybe that's what you're talking about. <laughs> like this is, that was that was. The, that was the that was the first song I ever really sang, actually. Oh, well, it worked. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, have you been taking voice lessons since then? <laughs> uh, I had no. Nah, I mean, I had. I, I used to when I was just going to NYU. I took a this this lady Nora um, taught me vocals for about three months, and she was fantastic. It was just like once a week, and uh, that's the only real training that I've ever had vocally. Okay, well, it uh, seems to work very well. Uh, I, I want to switch yeah. to, to the video, the the Golden Age video, and, and the backstory there. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. name of the band, I understand, uh, late uh, and correct me if I'm wrong here, is late night episodes is sort of evokes or comes from the nostalgia of life in high school, and definitely the, the song seems to be about learning how to grow up, but the That's imagery, good. yeah is about how much fun it is to not grow up. So why are you singing about learning to grow up? I mean, you're a band. You don't have to grow up. Or is that not correct any longer? No, I think I think you're spot on. I think uh, it was more so about um, engaging with your surroundings. And we shot the video uh, in pretty much all locations that we grew up and have fun and, you know, did stupid things and you know we filmed it even in my like that the, the red car is my mom's car um that i used to drive around in high school so you know i i think it was more so about capturing um just like human interaction with nature and with each other and trying because that's what it was like for me in high school um i know like kids right now are always on their cell phones and working on their snapchats but when, when I, you know, when we were in high school, we had phones and stuff, but we were really about, you know, adventures and getting out there and seeing things and doing things. And we really wanted to relay that through the video. Well, you did. And um, uh, as the parent of a, uh, a 20 something daughter, who's uh, still living at home, um, they're out for adventure too. They're, they're, they're out running around uh, and having, yeah. having fun. And you know, it's, you, you, I, you wrote that song in your parents' basement, and yeah. I assume I assume you've moved out since then. Oh, um, uh, swim, swim! Actually, we wrote in uh, swim. We wrote in uh, our old apartment in East Village because that's where we ah. actually started as a band. Talk about love! We definitely wrote in my parents' basement, and maybe that's what you're getting into. I don't know. Okay, well, I'm, I'm glad to hear you moved out. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm just on tour. <laughs> All right, okay. Um, 
the, the who your music speaks to is, is kind of interesting to me that uh, it may be speaking to a generation that has the option of an extended childhood living in the basement, but it doesn't really want it. And uh, you you kind of sing to that that push pull feeling that goes on uh, at the cusp of adulthood. I don't know. Am I am I overthinking this? No, that's spot on. Um, I think that's definitely a, a large a large part of where I'm speaking from and who I'm speaking to. I mean, I hope it's a little more universal, and I hope other people can relate to it too. But that's something that you know, <clears throat> it's 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 such a luxury, and it's such a luxury that. I think people appreciate, underappreciate, and it's all just different situationally. But um, I just wanted to, you know, make sure people know you can have like a good time still going through that push and pull, you know. And it's not, it's not the end of the world. It's just another stage of life, you know. Okay. Um, let me remind my audience that uh, you're listening to Music Friday Live. We are talking with late night episode. And you can talk with them, too. You can call us at uh, 347-215-7511, or you can email in. In fact, some of you are already starting to email in. We're getting questions here on email, but just in case, musicfridaylive at gmail.com. Let's look at some of the emails here. Allie in San Diego says, um, I looked at the video. I love the convertible image. You should be here on the Pacific Ocean in San Diego. (laughs) (laughs) She wants you to move. Oh man, who knows? The weather might get us. <laughs> That's right. You, you, you all have you have winter in New Jersey, don't you? Uh, oh, oh yeah, but yeah. but Gia is still surfing in the winter. Oh really? Okay, well. Yeah, um, he, he puts on that wetsuit and he gets out there. Yeah, we do a little of that too here. Uh, Russell in Baltimore wants to know if you've ever played in Baltimore. Have you ever been to the Angels Rock Bar? We have not been there. We haven't been to Baltimore. We've uh, we've been close by, but that's definitely uh, somewhere we're trying to go. We were, we were going to do a show in D.C. as well, but that didn't end up working out on the tour, but definitely soon, that area. Well, you have a Spring recommendation down. For a, a, a club there, I, I don't know Angels Rock Bar. You can check that out. Uh, we do have um, one, of your, one of your neighbors here in New York <laughs> is asking an embarrassing question. He wants to know if you use Auto Tune. Uh, use Melodyne selectively. Uh, I don't. Uh, I wouldn't say there's anything that's like hard Auto Tune. You know, sometimes we fix something up. I'm not gonna lie, but you come see me in concert. You know, don't use auto-tune there. <laughs> okay, all right, Barry, there, there's your answer. They don't use auto-tune. You should go, and you should go to one of their concerts, too. And you guys play around New York City, don't you? Yeah, we put, we're, uh, we're going to hopefully book a bunch of stuff for the new year um, in New York right when we get back. Because um, the tour has been so much fun. We don't want to stop playing shows. Okay. We also, uh, uh, every, sorry, uh, every Tuesday... Uh, we we play live on our Instagram, uh, unreleased songs. Call it Late Night Tuesday. So if anyone wants to check that out, follow us on Late Night Episodes on Instagram, and you can hear us play, you know, ten, fifteen songs, acoustic. And if people want to uh, see you live or they want to just follow you uh, on socials, uh, where should they go? What's what's the best way to follow you? Spotify, uh, late night episode, uh, Instagram at late night episode, Twitter at LN episode. <clears throat> and, um, yeah, uh, pretty much you Google late night episode, click on one of those links and, and follow us there. Um, but everything's late night episode, late night episode.com for merch, late night episode.com for show listings and for all our socials. Okay. And uh, Maceo in Los Angeles wants to know, what else are you doing while you're here in La La Land? <laughs> we've, been, uh, we've been recording with some friends, uh, some, some new people that we're meeting out here, um, really awesome producers. And, uh, you know, seeing the city, hitting some thrift stores, getting some Chinese food, Mexican food. We don't have any good Mexican food on the East Coast. And uh, uh, yeah, living life, enjoying Okay, yeah. I'm going to quote we, you on. You don't have any good Mexican food in the East Coast. 
<laughs> True. <laughs> True. Yeah, we are blessed with yeah, a taco it, truck send, in every corner. Yes, yeah, send recommendations, please. Send, send, send Mexican food recommendations in. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, I, can t- I can give you one uh, uh, if you see it, the, the Kogi truck, the Kogi taco truck. The Kogi tr- taco uh, truck. We'll keep an eye right. out. Right. Superb Korean Mexican tacos by Ooh, a four star chef. Amazing. Uh, it is. Yeah, that, that's, it pretty, is. that's pretty famous. It, it, yeah, it, well, they've been on Food Network. And actually, if you're running around the west side, they've got a little tiny walk-in takeout place on uh, National Boulevard at uh, about Overland. And you can go in there and get your Kogi tacos. Well, right now, we should place, and, and they're not a sponsor. That was a free plug. We should uh, play <laughs> a little more. <laughs> we want to play a little more music so i want to get back to these bass lines uh let's let's play a little of talk about love i'm facing my fault dead to walk in that direction taking no chances talking about There's that great bass line again. Your bass player is something else, but it's not a funk bass line. And that's why I say your music is its own category. There's so much going on, a lot of details and a lot of changes. You put a lot of different things together and you make it all work. Could you walk us through how you assemble that song? Because it seems to go through lots of different phases. Yeah, so we, we did that song in my parents' basement. Uh, back to back with two other songs in like three days. So we had like three songs that kind of all, they didn't all sound like that, but they were in like a similar vein, like a little more electronic-y, like definitely some vocal editing um, where, you know, we took the the vocal and chopped it up and sampled it. And uh, so so for that particular song, we kind of just started with that, I'm facing my fault and really just kind of worked, worked out from there. Um, but again, it was kind of like a one night thing. And then Gio laid down that monster bass line and the hook, which was just, whew, yeah, that's, that, <laughs> that's a good way to put it. That bass line is a monster and it is a, it, it really is a hook. Um, you, yeah. you, you mentioned your, your, your parents' basement a couple of times. Do you have a studio down there? Soundproofed and everything. Uh, I mean, I mean, nothing crazy. It was just kind of like a computer, speakers, and a, and a keyboard. It's not like they. It was literally. It is their basement. It's not like they turned the basement into a studio. Uh, we were just recording in the basement. And you don't need much okay. these days, you know. Yeah, that's true. Uh, maybe the. Uh, I, yeah. I'm in a, a, a soundproof studio right now with a whole bunch of computers around me, and I don't know. Maybe all that isn't necessary, but it sounds good. Anyway, it's good um, for radio. Yeah, it's good for radio. Uh, I was I was going to uh, talk about your your live performances, but I'm uh, my engineer is, is waving at me saying we're just about out of time. Uh, that we've been having too much fun. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. So you guys are on tour. You're going to be in Phoenix October 30th, and you're going to be in Duluth November 4th. No show on Halloween. No, we're we're, we're going to take the 30th into Halloween for sure. That's okay. Good. Good for you. And then you'll be out there having a good time. 
Um, are there more yeah. singles or an or an EPA or, or an EP that we're going to see pretty quickly? I would say look out for a new song called "Die Happy" within the next couple couple months. Um, we were really hyped about it. It's a song we've been working really hard on, uh, getting mixed right now, um, and then hopefully that'll be out really soon. Okay, and you've already yeah. given uh, people your socials, but where's the best place to buy your music? Uh, iTunes or uh, stream it on Spotify. Save it to your playlist. All that stuff is great for us. Um, okay. You can also access everything from LateNightEpisode.com. Okay. All right. Well, Daniel and Eric, I want to thank you very much for being with us today, and uh, I want you to enjoy our fair city. Yes. Thank we you so will. much for having us on. Really appreciate it. Great talking. Okay, that's Daniel Honor and Eric Sherman of the band Late Night Episode. Catch their debut video, Golden Age, on YouTube. It's a lot of fun. Follow them on Facebook, Spotify, uh, all the usual socials. Download their music on iTunes. Stream them on Spotify. Uh, and while you're on Spotify, I think you might even find their new their new demo, Lost in Cali, there. We're going to have to take a break uh, to tell you about our broadcast partner. Or actually, why don't we just let World Arts tell you about themselves? World Arts brings the entire music world together on one global stage. We give artists the tools to sell and license their music, interact with industry pros, and play live to a whole new audience. Wherever they are on their journey, we want artists to get paid for what they create. At World Arts, fans can discover new songs, get exclusive rewards, and crowdfund projects for artists. Brands can offer opportunities for artists to create original content that fans can instantly vote on and share. World Arts is the global music platform where we can all rise above the noise. Take your career to the next level. Discover new artists. At World Arts, it's all about the music. Music Friday Live is a partner with World Arts, and like I said, they are the global music platform that puts us all together. You should be part of it. Sign up, www.worldarts.com. It's free. We're there. You'll find us there. You should be, too. And we are back at Music Friday Live. I'm Patrick O'Heffernan, your host, and we would like to hear from you. You can call us, 347-215-7511. You can email us like all the great people who emailed in, except for the guy who asked about auto-tune. <laughs> kind of an embarrassing question to ask somebody on the air, but, you know, he handled it well. He handled it well. Uh, you can email us at uh, musicfridaylive at gmail.com. And uh, our next guest is ready to talk to us. But just before that, we, we're going to take a quick little vacation to Mexico. Just two hours south of the California border lies the enchanting seaside town of San Felipe, Baja California, where friendly people, warm waters, and a relaxing vacation awaits. And it all starts at www.mysanfelipevacation.com. Whether you choose to golf on the 18-hole championship course overlooking the Sea of Cortez with friends, enjoy a romantic weekend for two on the beach, or take the whole family for a fun-filled weekend of shopping and activities, you'll be sure to find just the right accommodations at MySanFelipeVacation.com. So what are you waiting for? Isn't it time you got away? Visit www.MySanFelipeVacation.com today. That's www.MySanFelipeVacation.com. See you in San Felipe. And you will see me in San Felipe, and maybe I'll have a voice like that. Anyway, uh, go to uh, MySanFelipeVacation.com. It's the place for accommodations in San Felipe, La Hacienda Beach, and even the mountainside homes in the stunning El Dorado Ranch. For a getaway weekend or a week's escape, not only should you go to MySanFelipeVacation.com, but when you get there, put in the code MFLA5, and you will get a 5% discount on your vacation. That's MFL5. Andy B. and, a.k.a. Andy Bernstein, has been the primary singer-songwriter for the Roots Rockers band The Voodoo's since 1990. 
He's got a mild, deep voice and an inspired feel for both gospel and soul, and he tells stories of people from our past and our present. His latest project, My Roots Are Showing, rocks a joyful combination of gospel, blues, country, and Americani, what, what he calls soul folk. It's a solo project and with lots of other people, which is why the and is there, okay? He has performed at the Bourbon Street Blues Festival, the Light of Day Festivals, and the Hub City Music Festival in his hometown of New Brunswick, New Jersey. He's also featured in the upcoming edition of Parvenu Magazine. But, you know, wherever he is, Andy B. knows how to make people smile and dance, and he's here to do both. Andy B., welcome, and thank you for your patience. You were one of the bands that we had to postpone when Block Talk Radio crashed, and I really appreciate you sticking with us. Well, no problem with that, Patrick. I mean, you know, I'm a musician. We live to serve and wait, or live to wait and serve. I think somewhere in there is where we're, what we're supposed to do. <laughs> make people smile and dance. <laughs> I, yeah, make well, people smile and dance and do it when it's, when it's your turn. Yeah, so, okay, yeah. all right. Uh, well, first of all, I, I want to make sure that we, we clarify your stage name for, for this particular album. Andy B. is you, Andy Bernstein. The That's and right. part refers to all the musicians who participated in My Roots Are Showing or wherever you are. Is that right? And whoever, right, and whoever is playing with me at the time, um, as uh, I think I said to you in one of our discussions, um, I, dis- I found this on an old 1970 Johnny Winter album. And um, his his reasoning behind it was, I don't know who the band backing me is going to be. Well, they ended up being Johnny Winter and. But, <laughs> you know, I just want to be able to credit who's ever playing with me because without the and, there's no Andy B. <laughs> Very that. good. All right. Good for you. Well, in this particular case, on this particular album, there's a lot of them. You put together a pretty formidable music machine for this album. An even dozen players plus yourself under the uh, the watchful production eye of John Fetus, who also played the accordion. Um, right. Those recording sessions must have been great parties. Uh, well, or did you actually, all kind of work were, separately? They were, we, we did the rhythm tracks live. So it would be an acoustic guitar, an upright bass, and a five-piece drum set. And we would run through the song until we had the groove we wanted. And um, that was, uh, that was as close to, uh, that's really what we did live. And then I brought either individual players or groups of two and three in to do the various parts. But I really like being able to work, you know, when you're leading and fronting a band, you're always concerned. The biggest concern, of course, is starting and stopping at the same time. Everything else, you know, in between, you pretty much hope takes takes care of itself. But um, it, it's really a pleasure to be able to work with some of these great players on an individual basis. And I am not a I'm not a whip snapper, and neither is John uh, John. But to be able to stand next to them in the studio and um, tell them, of course, before the recording begins, and then by hand signals, you know, what you're looking for at those exact places. Interesting. I, I, I never really uh, realized that uh, musicians use hand signals, but of course, that's what conductors do. They use hand mm-hmm. signals and the little stick, too. Well, the final result, of course, is, is a whole lot of fun, and I actually want, let, let's, let's play a little bit of that so the audience knows okay. what we're talking about. I want to play Mary Ellis. Yeah. 
As, as you said, no auto-tune there. <laughs> no, no, no. That's what um, Mike Greenblatt from Rant and Roll called my combination of Johnny uh, Cash and Dr. John. With a uh, lot of bourbon thrown in, huh? Oh, yes. That, 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 <laughs> that uh, bar- bar- bourbon, bourbon barrel line with gravel was one of the great lines somebody wrote about. You know, I'm always surprised what people say about my voice because I don't think i hear it the way other people do you don't actually uh and we in in radio you learn that pretty quickly that you hear your um even with earphones on you hear your voice through your bones not through your ears so Mm -hmm. but uh i i can understand that well i want our listeners uh to know a little bit about that song that i want them to know that there really was a mary ellis and she died in 1828 she's buried in a parking lot of a theater in your hometown um you want to Tell people a little bit about the story of Mary Ellis and why sure. you decided to sing a song about her or cover a song about her. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Well, okay. Mary Ellis was a wealthy woman, which at that time was uncommon because women didn't have full rights generally. And when they got married, men controlled their fortunes. Well, Mary Ellis never married, despite the fact that she fell in love with one of our local sea captains who um, returned that affection. They became engaged, but he had one more voyage to make, as I put in the song, and he disappeared. He sailed away one day from New Brunswick, and he never came back. And she spent the rest of her life waiting for him to keep this promise. Originally, she lived in an old house in the middle of town where she could climb to the Widow's Walk and see the waterfront. When the city grew up too much, she moved to a farm on the outskirts of town downriver where she wouldn't be bothered by the taller buildings and the lights. And she spent the rest of her life in a rocking chair on the back porch of her farm waiting for him to come back. And when she died, it was stated that she'd be buried behind her house looking downriver. And that is now the parking lot of the Lowe's Movie Theater. (laughs) And there she lies. The Lowe's people have built a very nice... Um, plinth for her and put the original stone up on top and they keep it nicely planted and there she waits. Great. Still waiting to load these many years later. Is it um, correct to say that Mary Ellis is in a, in a way kind of emblematic of your music uh, with historical connections and great storytelling that you like to take your listeners to a place not necessarily of this time? I, 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 I do. I think it's, it's pretty, pretty much the kind of thing that I like to do is I find that real history, real stories, real people and their feelings and emotions are much more incredible than any of these reality shows, Patrick. Anything you can make up on these spooky, haunted shows. Um, I actually went to a... Um, I do, I, I'm involved in a lot of the historical stuff here when I'm home in New Brunswick. And, um, uh, one of, they did, they did, they did a, a meeting on that they called weird New Brunswick about a combination of architecture and legends. And they got to the Mary Ellis grave and people start telling ghost stories. Well, I got to tell you, my old man walked us out there when we were little kids, when that graveyard was still in the woods, I am not or I, I, I don't know if I'm brave or cowardly now, but I was not a brave kid when I was little. And had I gone out there and there'd been any evidence of a haunting in the woods, they'd still be looking for me. I'd still be running. <laughs> so I never saw any of these ghostly orbs or these mists. I, I just saw this this grave in the middle of the woods, and I used to wonder about it. And my father, of course, being the... Um, the educated military officer, the man who walked away from a commission to have, have a family and have a normal family life, um, took me to the library and we looked it up. So uh, that's okay. how I know about it. And, uh-huh. of course, because the fellows from Looking Glass were all Rutgers students, uh, and this story has so many connections to the theme of brandy, um, it has often been rumored. They deny it, deny it, deny it. They did in a show in Nashville it in tw- last year. They were still denying it. But methinks that Looking Glass doth protest too much. 
there's just too many connections and how could you guys who wrote music and I don't know if your listeners are familiar with anything other than Brandy the kind of um, music that they wrote kind of um, you know kind of kind of very heartfelt pop songs um, yeah they you you know they were affected by this and of course they were much much older than I was when they could walk out to that grave in the middle of the woods. I mean, it's walking distance. It's still very close. You could do that. You could walk there in a, I probably had for half an hour, 45 minutes from the center of New Brunswick where, you know, Johnson and Johnson headquarters are and Rutgers university. Uh-huh. And it's not, it's not, it's a big city in terms of being built up, but you could walk out to the site. Of course, now you'd be in the parking lot, of the movie theater, but <laughs> But, and it know, is that, odd. That uh, that tells me that that there's a sense of fun in your songs, even a serious song like like Mary Ellis. Uh, uh, listening to you, and I want to do that live if I ever get the chance. I get the idea that there's nothing else you would rather do than record and perform music. Is that is that true? Uh, is, pretty, or are there much. times when it's work and you have to work to keep the work from showing up in the music? Well, when I was on the road full time. Um, I find that, and I love performing, but what happens is you lose touch with reality. I like to describe it as you're, they talk about right side, left side of your brain. One's the practical side and one's the artistic side. And, you know, maybe it's something in my, in my, the neuroscience of my own brain, but after being out on the road for any length of time, I just find I need some connection to reality. And, that's pretty much how I started reading nonfiction books and educating myself on a lot of this history and ideas and culture and science that have found their way into my songs now because nobody really wants to hear me sitting talking about this seriously. I'm not exactly a thinking about it. Right, but yeah, yeah. people this yeah. yeah. All right, let me remind That's- our listeners that uh you're listening to Music Friday Live, and we're talking with Andy Bernstein. That's Andy B. And, and you can talk with them, too. You can call us at 347-215-7511. You can email us. Some of you are already emailing. We've got some questions already. Uh, no ghost questions. I thought we'd get some ghost questions. But uh, you can email us at musicfridaylive at gmail.com. Um, Andy, why don't we, we uh, take some of these email questions here? Okay, sure. Uh, yeah. All right. Whistler in New York to know, uh, have you ever played in a graveyard? <laughs> played a, actually played a performance? Yeah. Um, I have not played, in, played music in a graveyard. I have participated in a voodoo ceremony in New Orleans in a graveyard. And oddly enough, Whistler the pictures for the Parvenu magazine layout that's going to be out. If it's not out there where you are, it will be out shortly. Um, Some of them were shot in the um, colonial cemetery in New Brunswick, where Mary Ellis's brother-in-law, the revolutionary war hero is buried. Uh, Because I just took their tour Mm -hmm. on July 4th and learned about all that. So I thought it'd be a great place to do a photo shoot. Well, obviously it was. Um, he has a second question, but I might note that uh, he may be referring to the fact that this weekend is uh, Dia de los Muertos, right. which is the Mexican holiday that is celebrated in graveyards. And, of course, here in Los Angeles, it's celebrated in the Hollywood Forever Cemetery. I will be there with 40,000 of my friends at the three music stages. So that may be what he's talking about. Uh, Whistler has a second question, and he wants to know, okay. do you ever play house concerts? I do. I do play house concerts and, in fact, was um, just contacted yesterday uh, by uh, a promoter, Bill Brandenburg, who does a lot of shows in the New York, New Jersey area, um, giving me a list of those because he knows I want to um, take the the, uh, Andy B. and Soul Folk, which is the band I've put together to play my own stuff, uh, out more in the coming year. Um, 2017 was supposed to be the year for that, but the voodoo's got rediscovered yeah. and I had like three dozen dates with them. And that's like, that's like the, my marriage, <laughs> it's the closest <laughs> I, I get to marriage fidelity yeah. of, and marriage. Yeah. Um, 
we've got some more emails here. And one in particular, I want sure. to get to in a minute or two. But before that, uh, there's there's a song I, I want to make sure we play first, and then we can kind of talk about it and also some of the emails. This is Slow Dancing Barefoot. All the lovers you thought that you knew, they loved your image, but they didn't love you. Wounds that stung for a long, long while. Hurt so bad you forgot how to smile And you thought it'd always be that way Until the sun broke through And you could smile again When we were slow dancing barefoot On Valentine's Day I had six coats of varnish on my soul I wouldn't let any woman get close I had a glacier in place of my heart was so cold, couldn't fire up a spark And I thought it'd always be that way Until the sun broke through, melted the ice away When we were slow dancing barefoot on Valentine's Day uh, To me, that is the essence of uh, y- your your music. Um, just... That's that's what I always associate with. Did did you do much slow dancing in your bare feet on Valentine's Day or any other day? I did with one one special lady who is uh, she's gone now, and um, uh, and it just was it just always struck me as the kind of romantic soul song a man should write about somebody well, who looms large in his feelings. Well, it, it it definitely came out that way, and you had a. There's a line in there that I really like. They loved your image, but they didn't love you, and that's so true of so many things. Was that from your own experience? Yes, it real. This this woman was adored by everyone who met her, but they didn't. Nobody knew her, and she opened up to me. Why, big ugly me? I don't know, but I consider myself <laughs> very lucky. I consider myself very lucky. It was a wonderful experience. All right. Well, we're going to talk about another wonderful experience in a minute. Uh, even though I live in sunny Southern California, I completely understand the concept of sun breaking through to music. And here's another song that evokes a mood, uh, although a different kind of mood. And this is called Great Time Coming. That's a, uh, a biblical reference there, but uh, the way you, you arrange it, it's both urgent and hopeful and, and also non-sectarian. You sing, I ain't doing no preaching or trying to proselytize because religion is very different in every person's eyes, but have a little spirit. You know, it's worth more than all your worldly wealth. All it takes is a little faith in something bigger than yourself. You know, it seems like we've lost that as a country, that, that religion has become something to fight over, that everybody, it sort of pushes everybody into their little corners. Um, mm-hmm. And it also seems, frankly, that religion has sort of forgotten that spirit is worth more than worldly wealth. You've distilled, I think, just the right message and just the right tone. Do you get a good response to that when you play it live? Well, let me put it this way. Someone asked me to con- make a uh, to contribute one of the two gospel type songs from this CD to a gospel album, and I just felt that it was being untrue. I'm, and I don't mean this to offend any of your listeners, Patrick. I am not a believer in Jesus. Um, I do believe in God. I'm a deist, like the founding fathers. I do believe. I know historically there was a Jesus, and he was probably far ahead of most of us in terms of the things he thought about, but he's not God to me. So 
I felt it would have been untrue for me to to put one of these songs on an album of gospel music for people who expect to hear um, Jesus music. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I'm reaching people with it. I'm not sure they're hearing what I'm saying or whether they're distilling it through their own, but I don't have an argument with that. Okay. I, I just well, don't I... want to fight about it. <laughs> That's As I said, we try not to have religion right. send people to their, their various corners. Uh, we got a couple of emails that have come in and I didn't okay. want to get to them. Uh, one of them is from um, uh, Don, Donnie in Tampa, and this refers back to a, a comment you made early in the show about you getting the groove. And Donna wants to know, what exactly is a groove? Well, the groove is the rhythm, is the feel of the music. It's what makes you shake your hips. It's what makes you want to move your feet. And um, I want it to also fit my lyrics. I don't want to be singing against it. So when I say groove, it's the way that my words fit the beat of the music. Well, speaking of the beat of the music, we have another email uh, here from somebody who's apparently watched your videos or gone to your website because uh, this is from uh, Plausible in uh, Los Angeles. Hi, Plausible. Okay. Uh, all right. And Plausible wants to know, is playing the washboard hard, and is there sheet music for washboards? Um, I, <laughs> that's a, that's a, actually a great question. Um, sheet music you could probably use um, drummer's cues. I'm not a great music reader, but, um, I know that there are, there is sheet music written and you could probably use that. It depends on how you want to play it. Um, I wanted to use a, just again, something to fit in with the groove that would go with what I was singing and what the rest of the band was playing and would complement it. And I used as an example, um, I just expanded off the Latin players who use the ghetto. And sure, just yeah. add it. So instead of playing the fish instrument with one hand, I'm playing that part with one hand and I'm setting up a, um, a rhythm of back and forth rhythm with my other hand. Okay. Using and, pop and bottle our, openers. And for, for our um, audience who doesn't know, who don't know what a gyro is, it's a long uh, wooden tube with ridges on one side that you play with a, uh, a stick by rubbing it up and down. Uh, and it's, it's, frequently forms the rhythm line in Afro-Cuban music. Mm-hmm. Well, we've got one more song, uh, and we're going to play, and uh, this is uh, about your dream. In fact, it's called In My Dreams. In my dreams, Keith Richards is on a soundtrack. And Marlon Brando, will you always lays the lead? But of all the star power from Monroe to Taylor, you're the only leading lady for me. The leading lady of my dreams. In my dreams, there's a wild, wild western. And sometimes the bad guys get to win. But I don't mind breaking those film school conventions If I ride away with you in the end I ride with you in my dreams What a fun song, absolutely fun song. Uh, That's that's kind of a, it's a music-generated mind movie. uh, uh, I really like it. I like your dreams. Uh, What do you smoke to have those dreams, or, or is there smoking involved? Well, let's put it this way. There will be if um, the right gubernatorial candidate gets elected here in New Jersey. Until that time, <laughs> until that time, let's just say I stay up late and watch um, the movie chat, TCM. Oh, okay, all right. Um, we try to stay out of politics in this show, but but that for for that we'll we'll talk about it. Okay. Well, because right. it's legal for you guys already. That's out true. There. Yes. All right. Um, we've got a, a suggestion for you. Ellie in San Francisco says, I really, 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 really want to see him play live. Tell him to contact Freight and Salvage and come on out and play. So there you go. You got okay, I will do that. And I know we'll be talking with you and I and my brother will be talking. And I'm hoping to get out to the West Coast in the spring or early summer of 2018. 
Yay. Okay. Uh, uh, the earlier, the better, because, you know, that, that's an election year and everybody goes crazy. Well, getting back to music, right? okay. there's, there is a, um, a saxophone solo later on in that. It, it, it's sort of like the hit you in the gut feelings of the early 60s rock. So I just have to uh, compliment you on all the, the, the elements you put together and, and, and remanufactured well, dreams for us. Did a great I job. have to tell you, Patrick, I'm very lucky. Um, as curmudgeonly as I think I am, be, you know, becoming like a nasty old, nasty old man, I've somehow remained friends with all these wonderful players in the New York, Philadelphia, Asbury Park area, who were just more than willing to come out and do the parts, and pretty much came up with their parts on their, you know, I sang them okay. the parts I wanted to have in the groove, but their solos. And some of their fills, they're all on their own. All right. Well, at least you're not telling them to get off your lawn. Unfortunately, right. the, the clock is telling us that we've been having too much fun again. And uh, we, um, we need to, to, to say goodbye. So okay. real quickly, where do people buy your music? CD Baby, iTunes, Amazon, Spotify, um, Host Baby, um, just like um, just like your late night episode, I'm all over the uh, the map. And um, now that I'm starting work on a second CD, now that my playing is uh, winding down for the season, I'm hoping to find somebody to distribute the next one. Maybe they'll pick up both of them. I don't. We'll okay. see what happens. Well, in the meantime, you've give, you've given us all the places we should go to uh, to get your music, and I want to thank you for taking the time to be with us today and for your patience for being here uh, even after we had to cancel uh, the first edition. So thanks so much for joining us. And I hope to see you here in Los Angeles. Oh, thanks Patrick. My pleasure. Looking forward to it. Andy B and uh, the album is my roots are showing. You can check them out in the upcoming edition of Parvenu magazine. Google it. Okay. And go to his Facebook page, get a copy of My Roots Are Showing on CD Baby and all the other places he told you about, downloaded on iTunes. Well, you've been listening to Music Friday Live with Patrick O'Heffernan from Cyberstation USA, Blog Talk Radio USA, and our radio affiliates in the Artist Echoes Radio Network in London. Like our Facebook page, follow our Twitter feed, get real-time updates on all of our guests. Our producer is Lars Christensen. Our program director is Jason Bartlebin. Our intern is Angeline Serrano, who has her own radio show. Way to go, Angeline. Download this and other Music Friday programs at blogtalkradio.com, Music Friday. Be here next Friday. Our guest will be the incredible Ari. And if you've never heard or seen Ari, boy, you have a... Real treat coming in. She is, there's nothing like uh, her, either her, the visuality of her act or the, uh, the wonder of her music. And we have another wonderful musician too. Christopher Sluka will be with us too. So check out our Twitter stream and our Facebook page and we're going to up and we'll update you on the guests as we get closer. For now, however, have a great musical weekend. This is Music Friday Live, and I'm going to leave you with a little bit more of Andy B. In My Dreams. In my dreams, Keith Richards is on a soundtrack. And Marla Brando, well, he always plays the lead. But of all the star power from Monroe. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.